Hello, my name is Jerry Wise, and I'm a relationship expert, and I've been a relationship expert for probably 35 plus years now. I coach individual couples and families in the healing and recovery process of self-differentiation. I'm the director of the Center for Self-Differentiation. Uh, I have clients all the way from Moscow to Israel to France to California, Texas, uh, any anywhere in the English-speaking world. So I just wanted to say, if you were interested, uh, you certainly can get a hold of me and get some professional and expert help with some of the problems that you have. Um, because I do offer uh, professional services online, Skype, FaceTime, phone, or I do have people come to my office who are in the area uh, of the Midwest. This video is entitled, Surviving Your Family's Emotional Cancer Enmeshment. The, I have a lot of people who contact me and want me to help them with their process of self-differentiation and growing up within their family of origin. They feel stuck. They don't feel like anything is moving with their family. Uh, they feel very frustrated, very angry. They will even say, hey, other areas of my life are going really well. But when it comes to my family of origin or my parents or siblings, or it's just horrible. And I feel horrible and I get triggered and I'm reactive. But yet I can be the vice president of a company or a, prog you know, a, a program manager for a very large, you know, multi-million dollar project. But yet when it comes to my family of origin, I seem like I'm still a kid. And it's so miserable and it's so frustrating. It affects my marriage. It affects all kinds of things. And they will contact me and say, Jerry, can you give me some help? So the cancer, the emotional cancer of family of origin is what I call enmeshment. Now, why do I use that harsh term of cancer? Why, why would I use such a deadly or harsh disease to kind of... Well, because there are some similarities um, uh, in that cancer is an overabundance of something that we don't need. You know, cancer cells are replicating and dividing uh, way too much for the healthy body. And uh, if that's, if too much of that is occurring, it becomes toxic and deadly. And I hear these kinds of things from folks and comments, and emails and letters and um, phone calls. You know, my family is so dysfunctional. My family is so toxic and so toxic to me, even toxic to other people. Uh, my family drives me nuts. Uh, my family is so hurtful. It's so shaming. It's so guilt-centered. And I just can't stand it. Why can't I stand it? What, what is wrong with me, Jerry? I can't talk to my dad and my mother is so critical or she never listens or dad is so mean and mom is so mousy and passive uh, and it just drives me nuts and I can't deal with it. I couldn't deal with it as a kid and I can't deal with it now as an adult. 
so oftentimes they will say, so Jerry, should you just sit? So Jerry, do you suggest I just cut off from them and never talk to them again? Well, I mean, that's always the client's privilege and right. I don't tell someone what they have to do and not to do. I'm not their parent. I'm not their priest. I'm not their, I don't, you know, what I tell them is if you want a healthy way out, again, don't get out of your family, get your family out of you. That's what's so important. Uh, families can have where two siblings never talk to the family. You know, there might be five siblings and two of them are all cut off and they don't talk. Uh, or one sibling is on drugs and lives with mom and dad, um, which creates problems for the whole family. Um, and so our holidays are always a downer because our family does not get along very well, cannot talk. We're overreactive, there are subjects we can't talk about, there are taboo subjects, and on and on and on. Fear I'm going to hurt my mother, fear I'm going to hurt my father, fear if I do this I'll have a heart attack, uh, or fear if I do this they won't love me anymore. Uh, and so I can't have any kind of normal healthy conversation with my parents, with my parents some say, unless there's a crisis or we're talking about somebody else. All of these are symptoms and traits of that family of origin emotional cancer called enmeshment. My mother comments on everything I do and has opinions about everything as well. And has opinions about everything I do, everything I think, everything I feel, everything I wear. Um, or everything I might do, or might think, or might wear, or might choose, or might buy, or, um, or lots of triangles in the family because of the enmeshment. Uh, you know, the mother tells one sister, now tell your sister she needs to be there. You know, tell your brother he needs to do this. Tell your, and then we have a lot of uh, indirect communication going on, and that's because of enmeshment. Dad says, uh, well, just do it. You know, it, it'll make your mother or your father happy. Just do it. Don't challenge it. Just, just do it. What's so hard about just doing it? Our family of origin members do not see the enmeshment. Don't assume they know what's happening. They don't. In fact, for a long time, you may not have either if you've come to more insight about your family of origin. Um, and don't assume bringing it up, challenging them with it, will enlighten them. Well, if I just tell them we're all enmeshed, then they'll all just wake up in the morning and go, oh, well, we won't be enmeshed anymore because Sally told us that we were enmeshed, so we'll stop that. No, that's not going to happen. And it probably will cause more of a problem. Once you start stop being, once you stop being authentic and start being uh, diagnostic or um, psychological or interpretive in some way, that's probably not going to go well in your family of origin. Once you start into the diagnostic mode, or the therapizing mode. Well, let me just tell my family what they're doing wrong and then we can get this fixed. The main point is to change you, not them. 
Responses are guided by feelings and thoughts are guided by feelings when we have this emotional cancer. Feelings uh, drive our thoughts and feeling drives our behaviors. It's not the thought process or being deliberative or objective. It's a very subjective process and often a process we don't see because it's so subjective. It's underneath the radar or unconscious. People use different words for that. This overcloseness leads us to a place of mutual rejection. We're so closely tight and tied that we end up in, that we end up rejecting each other. And that's often what enmeshment does, and that's often the end result. Uh, it ends up in fights, arguments, slam doors, phone hang-ups, silence. All those are traits of, of enmeshment. People say, well, I was just angry. Yeah, but your anger had a root source, and that was your enmeshment with them. We still have an emotional umbilical cord attached to our parents or to our family of origin. And that, that's that emotional cancer I'm talking about. The without you, I'm not okay feeling of enmeshment, or without you being who I need you to be or want you to be, then I'm not okay feeling. That's enmeshment. There's a low tolerance for differences or differentiation. In other words, we can't handle that you might disagree with how we feel about things or where we think things should go or how you should parent or how you, whether you should buy that house or not or you know it really should run through us because we need to be very much alike uh, that's that pull of enmeshment uh, we must think and feel alike we must be as one now what's interesting is that you know there was a time when that was essential but that was many, many years ago when we were infants or dependent in a very natural way in our development. The thing is, families grow up, but they keep the infantile or they keep the emotional dependence going. And sometimes they even keep the physical dependence going. We'll pay your bills. We'll take care of you. We'll, uh, we'll support you. So you don't have to have a job. I mean, parents will even go that far. Um, when we have this enmeshment, we must give up self to be in the relationship. And we've always given up self to be in the relationship. Then we always give up self to be in a relationship with adult partners or spouses. And we don't find self to be in the relationship. Because if you find self, that's going to challenge the relationship. And as I've said, every human being begins and enters the world totally dependent on others. Totally natural and appropriate. Um, but where have we grown from there? And many times we've kept the emotional uh, dependence going. And many families want that to go, to go on. Many families believe this should remain and it is the norm even though there's an aging process and a maturity process that wars against it because we as we get older we want to find a job we want to establish our own family we want to establish our own beliefs our own family rules etc so maturation 
growing up wars against that enmeshment and but families fight against that very strongly even kids can fight against it as well dysfunctional families want it both ways and learn the messages for example grow up but don't leave home or don't leave me or don't leave us but grow up be yourself but let the family guide you and don't get too far away from who the family is. Be yourself, but not different from us or me. I call this in a family of origin setting parentism, which is, well, I'm your parents, so I have a right to dot, 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 dot. Even when the child is 55 years old, 60 years old, 40 years old, 35 years old. I'm your parent, so I have a right to, and then you can fill in the blank. That's parentism, is what that is. And that's a continued enmeshment. No, you really don't have a right. I mean, you have a right to have your own opinion. I mean, it's a free country, you can have your own opinion. But that doesn't mean you have a right to violate boundaries, to not respect me as an individual or as an adult. No, that's not okay, even if you're a blood parent. So how is this a cancer? Because like many cancers, it's the toxic effect of too much of a good thing. Would you agree we all need water? Every human being needs water. We're what, 98% water? Um, and yes, we do need water. What would though drinking 20 gallons of water do to you? Probably kill you and kill uh, kill a normal human being. But then the family would argue, but all human beings need water. Yeah, but I'm getting 20 gallons of it, mom or dad. I'm getting 20 gallons and I'm dying in the process. Well, I just don't think you have that right. We all need water and water's important. So again, we kind of fog the issue or we kind of detract from the issue. Um, because you can't argue that water is bad for us. Water is very good for us. So you can't argue it's bad. Well, but 20 gallons is not good. And in fact, as I'm going to talk about in a minute, uh, closeness or togetherness is a healthy thing. Overcloseness, too much togetherness is what's toxic and cancerous for us emotionally. I believe this is why making the case and arguing with parents and family members does not do much good. It appears to them you're arguing water is not good for people. And that's how they hear it. Why would they be arguing that water is not good for people? But of course, that's not your complaint or your concern. You're saying 20 gallons of water at one sitting is not good for people. And our relationship is like having 20 gallons. Enmeshment is abnormal, as I just mentioned. Connectedness process is, uh, enmeshment is an abnormal connectedness process. We do need connectedness, but the abnormalness of it is what enmeshment is. Just as cancer is an abnormal cell growth. They grow too fast, they split too fast, they take over other cells. They, so it's not that cells are bad, but a sick or toxic process, disease process, is bad. 
cancerous too much cell growth. And again, for all my physician clients out there, and all my, I realize I'm oversimplifying cancer, and so don't criticize me too much for my uh, analogy. Enmeshment too, is too much connectedness, too much of the togetherness force. There are two healthy forces in emotional relationships from birth to death. One is togetherness, one is separateness. We need both. We need both. We need a balance of both. Too much of either process produces an emotional tumor that can end up being toxic cancer. And this toxic cancer of overcloseness or enmeshment is often the root cause of abandonment issues, adult relationship failures, reactivity, anxiety and fear, guilt, shame, feelings of low self-esteem, never feeling good enough, depression, suicide, other mental illnesses, caretaking, enabling, um, exhaustion, uh, anger and irritability that gets displaced onto others. Because when we are enmeshed and have an overcloseness in our, to our family of origin or even to other people, it spills out other places because it's too much of something. And so it has to bleed or push out in other ways. So what do we do about it? We reduce the size of the tumor or the cancer. We work towards less togetherness or less emotional togetherness, less over-closeness. Again, the problem is internal, not simply reducing your physical contact with someone. Like, I'll just move to California 3,000 miles away from so-and-so, then I won't be enmeshed. No, you can be enmeshed 2,000 miles away. You can be enmeshed 8,000 miles away. It's the emotional distance we're looking for, not the miles. Um, work on healing your inner child and his or hers fears and neediness. That's where the emotional, emotional enmeshment keeps its drive going because of those fears and neediness. Secondly, learn to behave differently with enmeshed or unhealthy family. Warn them that you're going to be changing, then begin to change in some ways and target ways in which you want to begin to do that. I have a video in which I talked about a family prayer that I was always expected to give at meals and at holidays uh, because I happened to be a pastor at that time. And I didn't want to do that. I did, Just because that was what I did for a living, I, that isn't what I wanted to do every time we got together. So I warned everyone that I didn't want to do it, wasn't going to do it. I think it should be shared around. And then when it came to it, I stayed quiet. And so you warn them and then you proceed further with your actions. I would get a coach or a therapist who understands and uses a Bowen Family Systems approach to help you with self-differentiation. I found it the most helpful and the most clarifying. Thirdly, don't worry. Perfection is not required. Self-differentiation is a way of life, a journey. It's not just an act. It's not a state where you just, okay, now I'm self-differentiated. 
it is a process that continues on and continues on and we continue to work on it and get better at it and clearer at it, clearer about ourselves, clearer about relationships. Fourthly, decide what you want, you feel, you believe, you need, and you accept. What do you accept? Not what does my family accept, not what does my father accept and thinks I should accept. What are your beliefs? You know, what are your goals? Where are you trying to go? That's not always easy because many of us have not learned to do that. That, that wasn't, we just had expectations and we have to live those expectations. You may need help with, help with this. Again, you can get help to help you with finding out what you feel, you want, you think, you believe, so that you can self-differentiate, be yourself, a true authentic self. Fifthly, remember there will be resistance. Uh, the family doesn't want you to change. No matter how much they say they do, they really don't. Because it's like a mobile. Everybody has its, their place and there's a place for everyone and you're supposed to function in that place the way you're supposed to function. You start messing with that position or that place, you're going to cause lots of problems. And so there will be resistance. There are ways, and I have some resources for you, for you if you want to write me an email. I can give you resources to deal with that resistance. Uh, stay with it. Things will change. It will get easier and you will begin to enjoy fewer symptoms of the family's enmeshment. It really does work. And you will find yourself becoming more calm, more centered, less needy, uh, more relaxed, can think better without just getting overreactive. And, you know, in this video, I, I know I can't give you all the steps and advice in this short video. And so I can't try. You, you'd fall asleep and, or get bored. I don't know. If you want to free yourself from the family enmeshment over closeness or that emotional cancer I talk about, contact me. My contact information is on your screen or it's below in the notes. I hope that you will please join our YouTube channel. Please share this video on your social media. I found a lot of people are helped by our videos. People have been helped by my videos. Even if they don't come and see me, they have said, hey, I've watched some of your videos and I gain more from that than five years of therapy. Because the videos are like therapy. Um, I hope that you'll watch uh, many of the other 100 videos I have on YouTube. and. I want to thank you today for watching and have a great day.